Podcast podcast again. <laughs> You're in the third episode of production now, which I think will be the last one. Yeah, and this episode is very special because we're in the kitchen. Yeah, recording in the kitchen instead of the living room this yeah. time. You won't see it, but you'll hear the difference. <laughs> of the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, last we left off, we had just finished day four of shooting. And if you're in a schedule that's even kind of similar to ours, you're probably really fucking tired right now. But don't lose hope. I'm sure it's awesome and you're having a great time. You just, you know, aren't getting a lot of sleep. It's going to be great. You're almost there. And uh, so, again, instead of going back to the first episode of production and giving you the general layout of, you know, do this, this, and this, and that's how you do a day, we're just going to tell you some more things that can go wrong and examples from our shoot of what did go wrong. Um... So, right after day four and the fight scene, which we talked about the end of the last episode, that's when things, like, we'd have, we'd have a couple things go wrong at this point, but that's when things really started to go wrong. Yeah, a couple of uh, roadblocks. Yeah, so basically it was day five, I believe. We had one day off in between four and five, but day five of shooting, there was uh, a few other cast members coming in that hadn't had a lot of scenes filmed. And in that day off, we got a message that one of them was really crazy sick. And the next two or three days was, I'd say, a solid 60% of the scenes she was in. Yeah. So, on the fly, well, we got the message day four of shooting that she was feeling kind of shitty. So, like, you know, message us tomorrow, see how it is, hopefully it clears up. It got worse, so the opposite of what we wanted. And then on the fly, we had to go to the first AD and say, all right, what can we do here? And basically, we had to rearrange our entire back half the last three days, four days of shooting on the fly to accommodate this. And yeah, what what was your reaction when I was like, so, got a bit of a problem. This is what's going down. What'd you think? Honestly, when when I heard uh, the actress was feeling sick and you were talking to Oliver the first idea about like what are we going to do in rescheduling Mm -hmm. like as soon as I heard I I didn't feel worried or panicked at all that's good because we were still very much ahead of schedule Mm -hmm. I think so we had time to maneuver and change things if we needed to so when I heard I took a step back and said alright all we got to do is keep shooting the next scene Mm -hmm. Um, you know you guys will figure out exactly what what's going to change but I just know that Whatever we choose, I just have to jump right into it and start yeah. picking up. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty fair. So I wasn't too worried, but like, how did you feel when that happened? Oddly confident, I think. Like, especially for my my first feature, I'd never done anything like that. I was maybe it was the lack of sleep or the call it extreme amount of dedication and like we're shooting this fucking thing. But like, I got the news and I was like, okay, that sucks. I was pretty proud of myself. I didn't freak out. I was just like, okay, you know, this sucks. What can we do to work around it? Went to the first AD and I said, hey man, uh, this is what's going on. We've got to figure something out. Um, messaged her. She said, hopefully I should be good for, you know, the day after next. So I said, all right, let's try and figure out how we can get everything that isn't her into day five. Um, we moved all the schedule around. I had to go to all the actors say, this is what's going on. Um, I know some of you have some plans, whether it's work, social, whatever, but can you help us out here? Someone got sick, we gotta, you know, try and work around it. If it was you that got sick, we would be doing the same for you, right? 
everyone was really great. We didn't even have to talk anyone in anything. They're just like, yeah, whatever you need, let us know. Everyone's pretty committed to making a movie, which was awesome. So we set day five, we got rid of all her scenes, pushed them back, which meant the last two days were super packed with her stuff. <laughs> there was a lot of shooting her in the last two days. Yeah. Um, then we went, did day five. Um, I believe that's when we finished up the scene in the backyard where we had the golf club that we talked about earlier, right? We did, like the last quarter day? Yeah. Yeah. So finished up some of the uh, exterior shots. We were supposed to wrap on the Saturday night. We ended up telling everyone, like, we can shoot a little bit on day six. Um, if we really jam day seven, can people come in day eight for just, like, little pickup shots, right? Like, we didn't do too much on the eighth day. I think possibly that was the day where we... We had people come in a little early to shoot that opening scene outside. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good story. That, okay, so here we go. <laughs> day six, which... Or day seven, sorry. So on day six, we, you know, did everything we could without her. I think we maybe even wrapped a little early that day, because it was just like, we've shot everything. Yeah. And, you know, we need to Which was good, because it gave people a little time to rest and... Yeah, a couple hours. Get back in. Yeah. For the actors, at least, me and you are still going over stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, then day seven um, was the Saturday. We had our rap party that night, and I think we've talked about this on podcast before, but in the middle of the movie, there's a party montage, and instead of scripting it, we just decided that we were going to have this rap party. Um, we got a bunch of free beer from the breweries, and we were going to you know, just have a blast and film it. Yeah. And that's what we ended up doing, right? Yeah, pretty much. Um, so... Tell everyone how you went about shooting that, because I pretty much just, like, gave you free reign. I said, Latif, shoot this. And... I think by the time we started shooting, you were pretty drunk. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. So I was I'm ready like, for a beer. So, so I remember you are like, you want a beer? And I was like, no, i got to shoot this scene. <laughs> by the time Matt's not drunk, he'll ask me about it. So, you know, I, I think I had maybe, like, half a beer, and then I got to work. So I just walked around the party, and... While people were dancing and talking about whatever and having, like, beer bong races, I would just sneak around and, and film moments. Mm -hmm. And um, for me, it's really fun because, like, I have a... It's weird. When I get behind the camera, sometimes I feel I'm, I'm so comfortable with it. I didn't grab the camera right away, so I, I remember having, like, a, a pop or, like, half a beer and just talking with some of the crew. And then when, when things started to get a little more energetic and the music started playing, I ran over and grabbed the camera and just snuck around the party and uh, focused on the on the moments that felt like they were right for the film. And because you can't control anything in a situation like that, you have to be very picky about what you shoot because at the end of the day, you're crafting something from, from zero plan. Uh, so wherever the party seemed to be more lively or if the room felt tired or a little dead, I'd, I'd walk around and try to find something else. Mm. And generally, most of the that section is in slow motion because... Um, the film itself really doesn't have any slow motion in it except for that party yeah. sequence. So uh, picking those moments really depended on, uh, especially when you're shooting uh, slow motion movement. So if people are dancing, jumping around, laughing, mm. you know, doing like little beer bong races, that's nice to capture in those in those sections. So I'd uh, be very selective about what felt like it would be right for the scene. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember that was pretty much it. And then, like, every now and then I'd come grab you and be like, Latif, bring the camera. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
but yeah, a that, bunch of moments there. That's pretty much how we went about the wrap party. So, like, in terms of uh, the last couple of days going wrong, really all it was was, you know, that actress got sick a couple of times. We had to reschedule everything, which, you know, on the fly worked pretty well. If you're, your cast is malleable, you know, if they say, you know, whatever you need, we're here for you, then that's huge. Your crew's going to be there anyway, so they don't care, right? They're just going to shoot whatever needs to be shot. Um, and, you know, you're treating everyone well. They should, your cast and crew should be pretty game to help you out with yeah. stuff when, you know, roadblocks happen. So that's another testament to, you know, treat everyone really well, feed them good and everything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, day seven went off pretty much without a hitch. The actress came back. She wasn't 100%, yeah. <laughs> but we, I we think made the it work. voice was still a little hoarse, but yeah. it was enough that it wouldn't be too noticeable. Yeah, in between takes, she was hacking up a little bit. Yeah. And I kind of felt bad because she had, to see, she had a scene where she had to make out with a guy. And I was like, buddy, if you wake up sick tomorrow, I apologize, but you know, this is filmmaking. <laughs> oh, she, I don't think she had like something contagious because it's just like a cold or something I remember she said she was doing a gig with her band mm -hmm. um, a few days before and the smoke machine smoke got into her system mm -hmm. and completely like ruined her like voice yeah and that just had a feeling like shit so I think definitely for an actor it's tough to to perform when you just feel terrible <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it made sense yeah yeah and on that note um, before we jump ahead to the mini day there, in day seven, or did we do day eight with the sex scene? That was day yeah, that's, eight, was a separate one, I think. Yeah, okay. We came, we came, uh, All right, so yeah, on the subject of, um, of sex scenes, uh, on day eight... We had a sex scene, and it is something, like, I've never directed anything like that before. Had you ever shot anything like that, other than porn? <laughs> I actually have a funny story about shooting porn at the end of this episode, but... I, okay. <laughs> I, I think there was one sex scene that I was a part of. It was in a film school project. Okay. I, <laughs> oh, man, it was bad. I, I was the boom up on that set, mm -hmm. because we all had to switch roles, so I, I was boom up for that episode of the film and how'd it go and it was like four guys in this room mm -hmm. there was no male person in the sex scene it was just a shot of the girl like riding okay back. and all you heard was her like bouncing and kind of like whimpering a little whimpering I, like it was the, the sex sound she had to make so my I was standing there with the boom and there's a mirror in front of me so all I can see is myself and I'm trying not to laugh <laughs> so I like look away from her not out of respect but out of like I don't want to ruin this <laughs> But yeah, that was my only sex and experience. So going into this, it was definitely like, uh-oh, this again. <laughs> okay, so yeah, basically for this sex scene, we didn't shoot it uh, in the same location that we did the rest of the film. The rest of the film was in my house. Uh, we went to a buddy's place that just happened to have a room that fit the description of what we needed. When it comes to shooting a sex scene, you just got to take your actors aside and say, hey, you know... We've planned out how we're going to do this. Are you feeling comfortable? Um, make sure it's on a date where they're both like, yeah, that works, you know, for reasons, which I'm sure you can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> make sure everyone's really comfortable. You're going to want to have 
as close to a close set as you can. So no one, don't have anyone there that doesn't need to be there. You know, people are at least partially naked in your sex scene, I would assume. Yeah. <laughs> so you want to give them, you know, the most privacy and whatnot they can because they are parading around a, a crew naked, mocking sex, right? Uh, so yeah, I just took the the couple aside and said, hey, this is what's going on. Um, they both had significant others, so I'm like, you know, if you don't feel comfortable doing something, we'll work around it. We've talked about this at length already. Are you guys, you know, you ready? They said yes. Um, took the girl into a room, said, like, you know, get ready, do whatever you got to do here. When you're ready, you know, come on out. It's close set, no one's, you know, just don't do anything fucking creepy, basically. <laughs> Be civil. There is a girl or girls, guy or guys, there that are basically parading around naked. Give me some fucking Just respect. to be clear, when Matt says that, he means that for yourself. Like, don't do anything creepy. He doesn't mean say that to an actor. <laughs> yeah. you know, don't go to an actor before a sex scene and be like, don't do anything creepy, okay? <laughs> well, you could do that, too, I guess. I know, but that'd be very probably strange. hired the wrong guy if you have to say that, though. <laughs> Oh man. Okay, but that—that that was. Uh, I think, in terms of shooting it, that mm. was a very tough scene for me to actually um, get going into mm-hmm. the production. Yeah, well, like, tell them why. Yeah, you had all your, all your stuff down in terms of directing and, and and knowing what you wanted from the actors, but for me, I had no idea what the location looked like. So yeah, we, we didn't get to scout it. Yeah, we just showed up at this guy's basement and we went into this room. There's like a bike in the room and a bunch of weird like dude stuff so we got all that <laughs> stuff out we put in new bed sheets and the room was completely empty a bed white walls low ceilings and I had to light it and make it look cool and I was like shit like how am I gonna do this so I took all my lights I pointed up at the walls took my LED light put it in the windowsill to make it look like a light was coming from the outside mm-hmm. and but, why did you point them at the walls um because I, I wanted super, super uh, soft, like, ambient lighting. I didn't want to have, like, harsh lighting in that room. And it, it needed to kind of feel like very nighttime, like, not moonlight, because it wasn't, like, a moonlight look, but, um, like, a dark, like, blue ambient light coming from the outside. Um, we even put gels on the lights to make it... Yeah. Yeah. I put, like, blue. deep blue gels on the lights to have this very, like... Uh, all across uh, one palette kind of look for the scene and then uh, having two lights in the room and then the only other thing that I had to do was kind of frame the camera a little tighter because you could see a little bit of spill from the tungsten light uh, on the back of the wall so there's like some orange in one side of the room Mm -hmm. and then the other side was completely blue so I didn't want to mix the two colors because it would have looked really weird but that was a tough scene (laughs) Yeah, and one thing, I think I, I don't know if it was a lesson learned or I just forgot this lesson at the time, but you'll always hear when you go in to shoot a scene, get your master or your wide shot first. I didn't for this scene, and like, I don't know if audience can tell, but I can tell, because there's no wide shot in the scene. (laughs) You know what? We had a lot of time constraints. We had like 40 minutes to shoot that. Yeah. We did coverage, um, did a bunch of different angles and lighting. Um, the actress had to leave earlier earlier than yeah. the guy, so we got her coverage, got her out of there, and as soon as she left, I was like, fuck, we didn't get a goddamn wide shot. It was the last day of production, no one was coming back, so we kind of had to live with that. Uh, it'll also be a good 
chance right now to talk about shooting a sex scene is the least sexy thing you will ever do in your entire life. It's really awkward. If you go on the Facebook page of Party Stories, you'll see... Um, Still. Yeah, when we were doing the guys' coverage, it's him lying on the bed, and then there's a sound op, Latif, the met. sound mixer, and myself on the bed hovering above him looking down. No women. And he's shirtless. <laughs> so, like, you make it look as sexy as you can in editing, but, like, it's kind of strange. You're sitting there, you know, with a dude. There's four guys on top of him pointing equipment at him, and you're like, okay, man, so, like, pretend you're having sex, and look at the woman in this way. Do, you know, some sex noises, do what you will. And the worst is if you say, like, make sex noises or do this, and he doesn't nail it on the first time, you got to be like, I picture you fucking like this. And you have to give him notes on how to have sex. It can be a really awkward yeah, thing. Plus the bed is kind of bouncing when he's doing it. Yeah. And we're all kind of silently, like, bouncing with him, watching him. It's super, <laughs> super weird. So, like, it's more comedic than sexy, but at the same time, like I said before, just, you know... At that point, everyone's comfortable. You're all kind of laughing about it anyways. And, yeah, don't take it too seriously. Don't do anything weird, and you're going to be fine. Yeah, I recommend having sex before shooting a sex scene. So, <laughs> so you know how it feels, and if it's real. If you're a virgin, and you're trying to make a film with a sex scene in it... I At think least should, watch some porn. Yeah. You know what? That'd be really weird, though, because, like, porn is all they have as a reference. They've never and it's not it. realistic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's totally true. Okay, so yeah, after sex scene, we had one more location to go to, which was the last location where we shot the opening of the script, um, and that was the same kind of thing, like, doing these company moves takes a lot, you gotta plan it out a little in advance, like I said in an earlier episode, we didn't have any drivers or anything like that, we were very bare bones, so getting everyone from point A to point B and then point B to point C, you really have to, you know pull all your resources together. There was a few actors that had a couple cars. Um, in Vancouver, there's this thing called car share. It's basically like rental cars. They just, they're on the street. You sign into them, pay by the minute, and then you drop them off wherever. We use some of those. Um, and yeah, just get where you need to go. You know, if you got to rent a car, maybe it's what you got to do. Take a cab, whatever. So we went from uh, the second location to the third, and that was pretty much the same as the second location. We didn't have a lot of time in there. We got everyone there, um, probably set up, the setup wasn't the easiest, we had to go up a bunch of flights at narrow stairs, we had to clear out the room, because it was actually a chick's room that we were masquerading into the lead guy's room Yeah. at home, um, so clear everything out, try and make it look as you want it, which wasn't easy because we didn't have anyone doing set deck, we didn't even know we were using that location until that morning, I think, right? Yeah. So, yeah, we made do with what we could, went up there, lit it, and then we did get a wide on that one. We did. I remember that. And then do coverage, have everyone rehearsed, and if you're doing these company moves, go into locations. Rehearsal, I think, is really important because you know what you want, uh, your cinematographer knows what you want. You can do the blocking when you get there so you get the exact dimensions of it. Your actors know their lines and what they're saying. You can get in there, set up, and get out because when you're doing company moves in you know, one-day locations or half-day locations, you're not going to have the most time to go over this. So kind of know as much as you can know before you go into it. Yeah. Um, when we did that second location, what was your experience on your end of shooting it? For some reason, I had a tough time lighting that room. It was just kind of strangely uh, shaped. Like, 
I think it was uh, the ceiling was sloped because it was in an attic. Mm-hmm. So one side of the room was higher than the other side to kind of put... Because the actors were on this side of the room, which had the higher ceiling. Mm-hmm. But the lights were on the side, which had the lower ceiling. Yeah. So they, they couldn't go too high. So I needed to get them as high as possible without being in the shot. And also not casting like sideways shadows on the actors, which would look really weird. It would look like a film noir or something. <laughs> So I needed to set up the light and get all that right. And then, um, and I'm just learning this now. I was just thinking about this as you were talking about it. Like, having that TV flicker on actors, it's, um, I think it's good for when they're looking at a screen, but in terms of, like, the actual color, I always kind of have to aim to find that right color. And I remember when we shot it, it had it looking kind of blue. Mm-hmm. In my head, I automatically thought, whenever people watch TV, the light that flickers on them is always kind of white. Mm-hmm. And I just made it blue, because in my head, I'm like, it should be blue. <laughs> so like, <laughs> Was even, that something you regretted when we got to the editing? No, it looked normal, but in my head, I'm like, they're playing a Smurfs game or the Avatar <laughs> or something. <laughs> so, just for future reference, I'm going to remember that for the next thing. More neutral colors when you're playing TV? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, but it was a tight space. Um, I mean, not the tightest we had on set, but again, there was a lot of stuff on there, and putting the actors in the right spot and getting the right angles was tough. So, especially when you're just going in for like the one half day to figure it out on the yeah. on the day when you don't know what you're walking into, it's it's hectic. But I think we we shot that actually um, pretty well. Yeah. But you'll never see it, so. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get into that in editing. We ended up cutting the opening scene of the movie, which is a whole other... You know, it might be fun. What's that? Um, once all these episodes are out, just to take that scene and mm-hmm. put it online. Yeah, that would be cool. one scene, just so people could see what we're talking about. Yeah, it'd be a good reference of why we cut it and everything, too. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, um, but as far as production, like, I think that pretty much wraps it up. We had a lot go wrong on set, you know, people getting sick, weather... Um, but at the same time, like, we just as much things go right, you know? Everyone was really good about being there. I think everyone wanted to be there. We got everything we needed aside from that one wide shot, <laughs> which we, we never got. Um, and that was pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, other interesting side notes. There is a scene, it's a party, so someone gets sick during it. So when, if you want to film, like, fake puke, I recommend pea soup. Um, <laughs> when we were filming this we got really tight into the actor's face when he's at the toilet you would just shovel a bunch of peach soup into his mouth oh it looks so gross and then spit it into the toilet and like he rehearsed the shit out of those fake puking sounds yeah, he sounded great his puking like it, oh, it's hard to watch because he just like really you went for it yeah, yeah it was gross he did a great job <laughs> so yeah a uh, little tidbit there, fake puke, uh, use some pea soup, you can water it down too so it's not as thick, a little bit more believable. Um, if you're looking for any like fake beer or fake alcohol, I would say use tea. tea yeah. uh, we even used apple juice and water, yeah. which <laughs> once we pulled up a beer bong and uh, we had one of our actors chug it and I, I didn't mix the water and the apple juice before, so I had like... <laughs> Call it a foot of apple juice and a beer bong, then a foot of water. <laughs> and then he drank it, and I was like, how'd that taste? It like, tastes like apple juice and then water. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Uh, were there any other, like, little onset prop hacks or anything like that we used that you can think of? 
No, I think that's it. Well, one thing for continuity is we have cigarettes in this movie. Oh, yeah. And script supervisor is really helpful with, you know, he was smoking here, his cigarette was almost depleted when he reached this line. And even in terms of, like, how the party progressed when you watch the movie um, at the start, you know, there's not a whole lot of stuff going on set deck. And as we carry on, there'll be more beer cans and, you know, liquor bottles and shit like that throughout. So... Scripty did a great job. Everything we shot, she took a picture, and we didn't shoot it chronologically, so when we went to the next scene, we say, where are we in the timeline? Went to Rose's script supervisor. She's like, oh, this is what it should look like. She had pictures of it. We arranged as needed. That's huge. Um, Yeah. Because continuity, like, you can get away with an error or two, but if you keep having them, people are going to notice. Especially for our party movies, there were so many, like, moving parts and all this stuff everywhere, so she really, I think, did a good job. Yeah, she did a fantastic job. Yeah, as far as, like, production, I think that's all that comes to mind unless you got something else. Well, if we miss something, we can always come back to it. Yeah. For a third episode, maybe. <laughs> Fourth. This is the third. Jeez. I know, man. We've talked about this for a long time. Well, production is the biggest part of the filmmaking process, so... Also most fun, too. So, at this point, if you've listened to all this, and for some reason you're doing it while you shoot, you're really, really tired... Yeah. You've just called rap. Hopefully you have a little rap party, give everyone some food, everyone kind of celebrates what you've just done. Um, oh, you know what? We had a great moment. Because you were still here, but I remember okay. it was for lunch during one of the days. A bunch of us wanted to just go out quickly and grab some food somewhere. Oh, yeah. So we went to this little cafe right down the road from your house. We all got, like, mac and cheese or, like, sandwiches, and we are just, like, talking about filmmaking and getting to know each other's, like, backstories and stuff. Mm. And that was just, like, a really nice moment because coming back, everyone felt a little more like, oh, I know this person. And where yeah. They're, and, uh, yeah, like, little moments like that, I think, are really nice, too, on set. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, back to the last rant about porn. Okay. <laughs> uh, I want to circle got? back. So I, I applied for this uh, uh, job for a camera camera guy for like a one-off shoot mm-hmm. and this guy sends me an email back and it's just a full frontal nude of a woman and he's like I want to make porns <laughs> um, we'll pay you good money just uh, doesn't matter where and, and we'll also consider uh, you joining instead of pay payment and I was like I'm not going to respond to this guy <laughs> it's a good call I remember even when we did casting like uh, we just did Craigslist uh put up like a, a crew ad yeah it's like looking for actors and every now and then you just like open it up and it'd be a huge dick pic and it's like willing to work under any circumstance <laughs> you don't reply to those ones but yeah we'll jump into post production in the next episode thanks for listening alright see you there guys